0: Hi everyone. welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various topics related to technology. Uh, today's uh today's topic is going to be a very um, known one, but it may not be very known technology that goes behind. So we're going to talk about uh, solar panels today. Um a lot of us knows solar panels maybe a lot of you already have solar panels on your rooftop or have seen uh, someone using it and have heard good things I'm sure but um the technology that goes behind it is actually pretty incredible and uh quite a um, innovative one uh, quite uh you know um how do I put it like a a, a, a very a new chapter uh in terms of renewable energy because yeah, um, converting light energy to electricity—that is a very, like, a useful conversion, and that's what we're going to talk about uh, in in more detail today. Hopefully, you guys will get a lot of value out of it, and. Uh, yeah, um, look forward to get all of your feedback after this. So Amit, yeah, thank you for uh, coming up with this topic, solar panels. I'm actually also very interested interested to know more about it. Um, what tell give us a bit of uh, introduction on it. So, uh, thanks
1: a lot, uh, Renat, for uh, that introduction and uh, welcome everyone to this uh, podcast. So, today we are talking about solar panels and why solar panels uh, right now. So, recently the energy prices have increased quite a lot, especially in the UK and uh, people are looking at alternative sources of energy to power their houses. Uh, In UK, we normally use uh, predominantly two forms of energy. One is electricity for our day-to-day usage and gas for heating our houses and for hot water Uh, some new build houses they use uh, electricity for uh, the heating as well as well as for the, uh, the hot water but most of the old Victorian houses that are still in use Um, one of the houses in which I'm living is also old so we use uh, gas for heating and gas costs a lot of money so I was recently looking at options of uh, how do I switch to solar panels and uh, generate my own electricity because uh, sometimes what happens is you Take uh, energy from a supplier, and that supplier then decides to raise the prices of energy. So per uh, the unit rate goes up. Say it's 12 p per 12 pence per uh, kilowatt uh, per day. So. If I use say, sorry, not 12, 12p 12 per kilowatt, not per day. So if I use say 2000 uh, kilowatts or say 1000 kilowatts in a month, I'll pay 1000 into 12p. So that's the amount of uh, money that I'll be paying to the energy provider. Now, instead of that, if I generate my own electricity, then I don't pay anything to the supplier. Of course, there is an initial investment from my end in order to install everything, but I am now uh, free from the grid. We have already covered a topic on that, the electric grid. Um, So if people are interested in that, they can listen to that podcast and maybe we can provide a link to that as well. But uh, essentially, the, the idea behind a solar panel is to become independent, become free from the grid. But it will only be effective if you're using a lot of electricity if your consumption is very low then maybe going for uh, so much investment upfront and in getting a solar panel may not be that cost effective for you in the long run so so yeah i mean that's that's the whole idea behind why i thought about solar panels and why i suggested this topic because recently i went through a court with a energy provider and i thought okay let me see how much it costs and it cost about fifteen thousand pounds for uh, getting 12 solar panels installed on my house. But over the podcast, we'll discuss like what's the setup like, how it's installed, what it takes and what are the different challenges, etc, etc.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I, I haven't looked into installing solar panels myself. Uh, I live in an apartment. I don't have that opportunity. But I I mean, I, I am passionate about renewable energy. And I know, I, I mean, you mentioned one of the benefits of, you know, as, as, you know, own individual consumption. But there are so many other also benefits that there are with solar panels. First of all, as you said, like if if your consumption is low, I think I don't know if it's allowed in the UK, but in some countries you can actually provide the additional electricity that's generated to the grid. Uh, you not just provide; you can sell it to the grid, and then get uh, an additional income out of it as well. If you if you if you did the initial investment, and uh, here in UK the installation charge and the the purchase price is actually quite high. But in in there are many other countries, uh, you know especially uh, third world countries, I think that's heavily subsidized in in many ways by UN or the government there. So you could actually potentially get solar panels for a lot cheaper, which which might actually be a lot more um, worth it for for considering solar panels so i would really urge that yeah i mean there are so many benefits but as an individual you have benefit of saving money and as well as generating some money if if it comes to it uh on rare occasions so definitely something to look into for anyone who is and the way the energy prices i mean it's going up in uk but it's a global phenomena Everywhere, the energy prices are going up and will keep going up uh, over the years and decades. So it's, and solar panel is one of those, uh investments that will once you install it will serve you for over you know multiple decades i i I know that someone has been having it for 20 years uh so uh it definitely is a good invest investment uh from a financial perspective but also uh if we think about the environmental factor as well it's a source of renewable energy with with you know very low carbon emission of you know well, the carbon it takes to to produce it but then after that there is there's no carbon um, emission at all. So um, there are many, many benefits uh, from financial perspective as well as uh, from an environment perspective as well. So definitely a, a point to be aware of. And this is not one of those where I would just say, oh, this is to be aware of. But this is something to also look into and see if you can uh, apply it in your life and make the world a better place as well as your bank account.
1: Absolutely. And uh, I think, yeah, so the, there are a couple of points that you mentioned and you touched upon. One is supplying back to the grid. So in UK, you can supply back to the grid, but it's not that cost cost effective because you are the unit rate is, say, 12p or, say, 13p. But when you supply it back to the grid, you pay about 5p. So you don't get a lot of money for the amount of electricity you're supplying. So it's not that cost effective. So the, the solution is you store it in your battery. Because see, uh, when you install a solar panel, the solar panels generate electricity using the sun sunlight. So that means it will work only during the day when there is actual sunshine. In the night, it won't generate electricity. So suppose you are generating excess electricity in the day, especially in UK when you have long summer hours, the sun sets somewhere around 10 p.m. Uh, in some parts of the UK so then what you can do is you can recharge a battery or store that excess electricity in a battery and use that overnight or over the next couple of days because you have stored it so that's that's one way to like uh, offset I mean if you don't want to sell sell it back to the grid that's one way where you can overcome the uh, benefits or the loss of uh, income if you supply it back to the grid The other thing that you mentioned is uh, the uh, cost so the cost uh, upfront cost is quite high in the UK yes you're right but there are finance options available so you can get the whole setup installed and you pay over the period of say next four or five years you pay say say a deposit of thousand pounds and the rest of it you pay a monthly installment over the next uh, four to five years. Uh, the only benefit in UK is that you don't pay any VAT on the installation and and the whole thing the material as well as the installation there is no VAT uh, part so so VAT is value-added tax Uh, it's very specific to UK Uh, other countries have different forms of taxation so the only benefit from the government right now today is that they don't charge any VAT uh, if you get to install the solar panel so yeah so that's that's the that's the I think economics behind it when it comes to uh the environment I think it's really good for the environment because firstly you are generating your own electricity you are generating it from a renewable source um, and you are not uh, generating any emissions from it so you're not you're consuming gas etc uh, etc et the materials itself they come from they are generated using fossil fuels which renath has mentioned but that's the only carbon emission that's uh, generated because of the material uh, and because of the manufacturing process but once you get it installed whatever energy you generate it's clean energy so it's actually quite uh, beneficial. Plus, um, as as I already mentioned, it's you are independent from the grid, so which is again a very important benefit. Um, and apart from that, I think um, it's uh, it's 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 good uh, if you are in a country where there's a lot of sunshine. So in UK, where you have a lot of rain, a lot of snow, a lot of uh, I mean a mix of weather, uh, the energy generation over the year may be a bit uh, up and down. But say you live in a country where there's a lot of sunshine and where the weather is quite predictable, I think it it it's really beneficial because then you then you know that you will generate this much amount of electricity every single day, and uh, and based on your consumption, you can calculate how many solar panels you need, and then that's it, and then you are completely free to uh, free from paying uh, for your electricity needs
0: yes that is actually a very interesting idea and we could actually expand this idea a little bit more and i i i do i mean maybe we can talk about it in another uh, episode about how to have a fully self sufficient home so if we take a home as a unit of of you know consumption uh, you could design your home in such a way that it's so energy efficient that you're you're nearly independent with all kinds of ele- uh, uh, energy consumption not just electricity but everything that happens, like, for example, as you said, UK, it's not very good for solar energy, but if it, it rains all the time. So, um, you know, you could potentially have rainwater collection system. And then if you had, um, you know, most of the houses have, well, maybe this is another topic, but yeah, uh, you could have like a hot water uh, pipe lay laid down underneath the flooring, and that would also heat up your room and things like that. So, in terms of renewable energy, there is a lot of ideas uh, are are nowadays coming up even more to make you fully independent from the grid, essentially. And electricity is one of our main, um, you know, consumption in terms of energy. So yeah, solar panels is one of the best ways to do it. But there are even other ways to, to even collect more electricity. Um, one of the things, I mean, you know, I want to. I want to start going inside the science behind it. I mean, we've talked about the finance or the financial side of it, but um, let's talk a little bit about the science behind solar panels or renewable energy in 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 general to begin with. I mean, I, let's start with the although if we go all the way back to the laws of thermodynamics, right? I don't know which law it is, but the one of the law I think a very important one is that entropy never uh decreases it's always increasing and um from that perspective we if we also see about all of our human activities where you know everything that we do requires us to convert energy for, from one form to another and some energies are difficult to Convert like heat energy. It's it's re- really difficult to convert. That's why it was such a uh, big deal when steam engine was was invented because that was a way to convert heat, you know, from coal burning to actual kinetic energy, which was a, 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 a you know a, a new chapter in uh, uh, energy conversion. Now, obviously, in our modern ages, in the last twenty or thirty years we realized that those energy conversions had a negative effect on, 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 on our world, on earth. And that's when we started looking at renewable energy and solar panels is one of the, one of the first ones that became commercialized because it was so good. And um, so when we talk about renewable energy, we want to convert it. uh, But, you know, what are the, what are the, Sources out there. There is sun, there is wind, and then there is water movement in the sea or uh, in 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 rivers, etc. So water and air—they're both kinetic energy, and we have to then you know move something in order to do it. But converting light or solar uh, energy into electricity—that's a whole different. Uh, concept altogether. And um, as far as I know, I haven't read too much detail into it, but inside the solar panels, each of these panels have um, chemicals. It's basically a chemical reaction that happens when it's uh, it's exposed to light. And I think it's, it doesn't have to be just light. It, it, it kind of needs a bit of heat as well in order for it to uh, have that chemical reaction go through properly, or maybe maybe I'm wrong on that one, Amit. You can correct me. But yeah, the conversion of light to um, to electricity is is just a very unique invention, and it's uh, it's a very very um, how do I put it, like a, a game changer in terms of renewable energy conversion. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, if, if there is anything else to sort of explain in, in terms of the science behind Amit, um, I'm actually interested to know myself.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Renath. Uh, first of all, I would like to touch a couple of points uh, in terms of renewable energy. So you talked about solar, you talked about wind and you talked about tidal so or hydroelectric. So these are the few forms of uh Uh, energy sources that uh, the renewable energy sources that we uh, as humans have used over the millennia. Um, Solar panel I mean we think that it's uh, the first one but actually we have used windmills much before So windmills have been there much longer, um, and they have been used uh, for various purposes. So we have harnessed the source, uh, the wind energy, much earlier than maybe solar panels, uh, solar energy, because for that we needed some kind of um, we needed to understand the physics and the chemistry of the materials. So wind was one of the first energy that was harnessed, and the, the reason uh, why we want to move towards renewable is because we want to reduce the carbon emission. But uh, why has it been such a struggle? This It has been a struggle because uh, the renewable sources of energy are not that reliable. So you will not have wind all day, not all days of the year. Uh, sometimes you have sunlight, sometimes you have rain, sometimes you have snow. So that's also not reliable. And uh, tidal energy, well, tidal is quite reliable. but you have to go out uh, where there is a huge tidal difference. If there the tidal ranges are not that high, then you may not be able to generate enough electricity. So those are some of the challenges. So that's the problem of generation. Then the next problem is storage. So when you talk about storing electricity, you will need a battery. When we talk about fossil fuels, you just store the fuel and you burn it. So the storage is the fuel itself, and then you burn it in an engine, and uh, that generates uh, power. That this uh, then converted into electricity. So electricity is more or less a byproduct of any um, energy conversion process. So be it a steam engine, be it a, a fossil fuel engine, gas gasoline engine, be it anything, we end up with electricity. So we want to generate electricity in the end, and the electrification of our society is what is currently happening so we want to electrify everything that is currently dependent on fossil fuels so suppose you use electricity for uh, heating you want to electrify that suppose you use uh, sorry uh, uh, sorry not electricity you use gas for heating you want to electrify that suppose you use gas for cooking you want to electrify that suppose you use gas for manufacturing steel you want to electrify that now the question is how do you get that electricity so you could get it from the renewable sources or you could get it from nuclear but there are these sources so those are all the sources now let's go back to the science so yes it is a bit magical uh with wind you see something something moves that's kinetic energy and that gets converted into electricity in, in one way or the another but with light what do you do So basically light is uh, made up of photons, so those are the fundamental particles of light and uh, they carry with them energy. So what happens is, and we are not harnessing the energy of the photons, so what happens is, the solar panels are made of a material, a specific material, say for example silicon. So the light hits the panel, when the light hits the panel, it knocks off an electron. So that electron is free to move when an electron is free to move and there are many electrons that are free to move and the movement of electron is basically electricity so that generates electricity so the moment a photon knocks off an electron falls on a panel and knocks off an electron that generates electricity
0: go ahead so no I, i'm i'm this is so fascinating i mean i'm i'm actually really interested to learn about it as well i don't know if you if you know this as well but yeah this is just a counter question is <laughs> um, um so why does it have to be this particular material why does you know whenever photon hits any material should it not bounce off an electron or especially I,
1: metal i i don't think it'll uh, convert uh, electricity that easily Uh, if it is some other material because so Mm -hmm. sunlight is knocking sorry sunlight is falling on many other sources it's falling on our Mm -hmm. on our skin it's falling on plastics it's falling on metals it's falling on stones but i think there are specific materials where the electron can be easily knocked off by a photon because you have to bear in mind that some electrons might be very tightly coupled and they might need a higher energy to get knocked off. So that's why I'm guessing it's an assumption. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are free to do their own research. But from what I've read is that photons, if they fall on this specific material, which are used in solar panels, then it knocks off the electron. That knocking off is basically movement of an electron and that movement generates electricity. But that electricity cannot be used directly. So that electricity has to then travel through a wire and it has to go to an inverter because whatever electricity you're generating that's direct current. So we have spoken in right. one of our earlier talks like the difference between DC and AC, and uh, that and in our house everything is powered by alternating current. So we have to convert that DC direct current into alternating current. So we have an inverter. So that mm-hmm. inverter then converts the electricity and then gives it back to our house so it doesn't give it back to our house directly maybe it charges a battery maybe it's connected to the fuse box or some source where the supply is coming so if you have excess electricity you can send it back to the grid or you can send it to the battery so you have the solar panel light falling on the solar panel the solar panel generates electricity, it comes to an inverter, the inverter converts the DC to AC and then that gets uh, sent to your supply, so the fuse box um, and then from there it gets uh, circulated to the house. If you generate extra, it goes to a battery, if you generate even more and if you don't want to charge your battery, you send it back to the grid. So this is the complete uh, cycle for a solar panel setup up in your house. Now I mean there might be different configurations but this is the most basic. So you have to install it, you have to have these particular things and then you can generate electricity um, and that's basically the science behind the solar panel.
0: Right okay that's that's really interesting to know and uh, yeah I've uh, I'm actually quite fascinated and I'll probably do more research after this because it's it's a, such a such an interesting topic the actual science behind what's happening and maybe you know I'll ask the audience to also do it maybe you'll come up with even better way of doing it, or improving the current technique because that that has been uh, you know the technology for a while now so yeah, it's probably, there is probably room for more and more improvement. And I see in, in terms of renewable energy sector, there are new designs coming up all the time with wind turbines or hydroelectric, uh, uh, sort of the, the design of it. So there, there might be better design for solar panels as well. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it would probably, um, take, you know, a curious, mind to just know how it works now and then you know you can come up with with a better one hopefully
1: <laughs> definitely and um, i think we have covered the science behind it but there are some other aspects to the setup as well Mm -hmm. So when you have to install the solar panel? So we've covered the economics, we have covered the science. Now let's look at the installation part. Like suppose you are okay with the cost, you're okay with the science and you really want to go ahead and you want to get it installed. So what are the things that you have to bear in mind? Firstly, your roof has to be at an angle. If you have a flat surface, you can still install the solar panel, but the solar panel has to be at an angle. The reason is it has to be at a particular angle is because that's how the sunlight falls. On the surface and that's when it actually uh, knocks off the electron. If it is completely flat then uh, the uh, I think the the correct angle is about 45 degrees if it is uh, flat then it won't work and most of the solar panels that you've ever seen in any image or in any movies is always at an angle and normally that's about 45 degrees. So, I I don't know exactly why it is at 45 degrees, maybe our audience can uh, do some research about it, but it is normally at 45 degrees. So, suppose you have a flat roof, you have an installation, then it will have to be configured at 45 degrees. If you have a roof that is uh, inclined, then of course, it can be installed there. So, in order to install in a roof, if you have a flat roof, you can maybe easily climb through stairs. If you have an inclined roof, you'll have to get a scaffolding. So people will have to install some scaffoldings, which are nothing but steel bars uh, around the walls um, and then it's installed on the roof. Now you have to look at how the sun moves. The sun normally rises from the east and sets in the west. So you want to capture as much light as possible throughout the day. So you don't want to be stuck up in one a particular location of the... Uh, sorry, not location, the direction. Because if your house, uh, if your roof is not getting sunlight throughout the day then the energy output will be less you can still get a solar panel but the output will be less or you can get a lot of solar panels so that you get enough output because but you're limited because you are having only one direction for the sun but suppose you have the coverage right from the day to the from the sunrise to the sunset, then it's much more advantageous. So you have to look at the location of your house, how the sun moves for your house and is your roof getting enough sunlight throughout the day. So suppose if you have an inclined roof, maybe on one side you can install, say, six solar panels, on the other side you can install other six solar panels. So like in the day you'll get uh, sunlight on one side and the evening you'll get sunlight on the other side. So you basically compensate and you generate electricity throughout the day, at least till the sunshine is available. So that's another thing to bear in mind. Now, cleaning. So most of the solar panels, uh, solar panels, they are self-cleaning. So nothing actually sticks on it. So if rain falls, it'll because it's at an inclination, it just falls down. If there is snow, it doesn't stick; it falls down. Uh, dust, I think, dust also. Uh, from what I've read, the maintenance is very minimum. Uh, the dust won't settle on the solar panels, so it won't impact the output. The only thing that might impact is bird and bird poo. Because birds might create a nest around your solar panel because birds like covered areas, so birds might create a, a nest. So there are a special protection for the solar panels for I mean which uh, prevent the birds from coming in and uh, creating a nest. But then the other problem is poo. So a bird is flying over a solar panel and they drop poo. So that part becomes covered. So that needs that might need cleaning. So those are some of the things that you need to bear in mind. Now Rinath mentioned that uh, you need uh, heat or you need uh, light. Actually you don't need heat. Uh, the thing is solar panels have to operate at uh, between a certain temperature. If it is above a certain temperature the efficiency goes down. Uh, you might have noticed that they always say that uh, you always use or electrical gadgets uh, in an optimum uh, temperature environment, so like if you use a laptop They say don't go beyond say 40 or 50 degree in a room because if it goes beyond that your laptop may not perform because it will get Overheated it will not be able to get rid of the heat and it will stop working So same with the solar panels if it gets above a certain temperature the efficiency goes down It will still generate electricity, but it will not generate at hundred percent so, so, that's one thing to bear in mind. Now, when it comes to light, uh, it doesn't have to be the light when it's clear sky. It can be light when it's cloudy sky as well. It's looking for a particular type of radiation and if, if uh, sorry, not radiation, a particular frequency of light, Uh, that can pass through clouds as well so it's looking for that if that uh, falls on the surface it will still generate electricity so even if it's a cloudy day it will generate electricity so we don't have to worry about whether it's a cloudy day whether it's a sunny day etc so those are some of the things now you have to think about where you will install the battery do you install it inside the house or outside the house because batteries uh, say a 6 kilowatt to 9 kilowatt battery will take a lot of space plus the additional cost of wiring because you'll have to uh, create the wire install the wire through the house to your fuse box and then the wire also goes to the electricity uh, the battery the wires go to the inverter so you need space for inverter space for the battery so you have to consider that where you would get it installed normally in uk people uh, tend to install it in their garage or in the loft so loft is a space which is below the inclined surface where there are normally no rooms Um, and uh, that's where you install your inverter and a battery so depending upon the uh, size of your house and the shape of your house and uh, the possible aspect of where you want to store it you'll have to think about where you store all these things so when you go for actual installation the installation itself could take about two to three days. The solar panel will take some time, the inverter, the installation of the inverter, the installation of the battery, the cabling will take some time. So all that will uh, depend uh, on the shape of your house and the location. If your house is at a location where you are getting sunshine throughout the day, then you will have to install solar panels on uh, on either side so you get enough sunshine if not then it's just one side but you might have to install a lot of solar panels plus based on your electricity bill they will calculate like okay this is your consumption uh, on a yearly basis so you would need this much uh, based on your consumption so say your consumption is 2000 um, kilowatts uh, they will calculate like uh, how many solar panels you would need and each solar panel generates say 400 watts to 600 watts and based on that, they'll calculate whether you need 10 panels, 12 panels, 13 panels, etc. So <clears throat> based on all these factors, they will come up with uh, the number of solar panels and uh, how much capacity of battery you need. So normally if you are having, so if you're consuming say 2 kilowatt or 6 six kilowatt, I, I, I mean to say 2000 kilowatt. I'm just giving a rough number. Then, not 2000 kilowatt. Sorry, some some uh, maybe less 2000 kilowatt is a uh, maybe a lot. But uh, say say you are generating uh, 2000 kilowatt, and then you want to store some excess electricity, you will need a <coughs> more capacity than your uh, solar capacity. So, your, say your solar capacity is to say uh, 6.5 kilowatt total then you might need a battery for say 9 kilowatt so you can store some excess electricity so you have to consider all that when you are going for a solar panel installation
0: right okay okay this is this is um actually yeah because i've never actually had to go through this i um i i never actually had this opportunity to to learn this information but this is actually really good and now you've you've made me also more interested in when i when i do own a house eventually hopefully i will definitely consider this as one of the first things to install because it it definitely i mean there is no doubt that it's a good investment because it it stays for a really long time with uh, with very minimal maintenance but it will generate or save money and there is no escaping using you know electricity at home so um yeah this is i i cannot think of a better investment on on your you know day-to-day expenses and consumption etc so um when when i you know have a house i will that's one of the first thing i'll be looking at and if there is financing available that makes it even more easier to to um help with with this installation so yeah i'm actually very encouraged and interested to to look into it further and uh, potentially install it when i have the opportunity
1: so uh, i think it's a it's a really good idea and even i want to install it but i think i was uh So I didn't decide to go with the solar panel installation right now because my usage of electricity is quite low compared to the size of my house, but my usage of gas is quite high. So I need to first figure out how to reduce my gas consumption. So maybe electrify my boiler, my heating and uh, the cooking part. So then I can uh, move on to solar panel. Because if I just move on to solar panel now, I'm not consuming that much electricity. So the upfront cost is quite a lot and I'll not recover that. Uh, money uh, soon so think of solar panel like this if you use a lot of energy in terms of electricity then you are spending a lot of money if you spend that money on solar panel and you rec- and uh, you are generating enough electricity then whatever money you are spending to the uh, to your uh, for your supplier you can offset that so you'll recover your cost much quicker but if you're spending less on your electricity, then the, because of the upfront cost being so high, you will take more years. So say if, you, if a person consumes, consumes above average electricity, they might recover the cost in say 5 years. Whereas if I consume below average, then I would take 7 to 8 years. So based on your consumption, you have to see how much time it will take for you to recover the investment that you have made on a solar panel. And solar panels are now quite expensive. There is a cost of the material. So the material is the solar panel itself, the wiring, the inverter, the battery, and then the cost of the installation. So people will have to come to your house and they'll install it. There is a cost of scaffolding because they'll have to go to the roof. So they'll need some support. So that's an additional cost. So you have to bear that in mind and when I was telling you about the 2000 kilowatt calculation, so it's done basically if you consume say 6 kilowatt and you um, uh, per day and then you multiply it by 300, so that's 1800 uh, kilowatts. So if you multiply it by 360, it's, it's roughly about 2000. So 2000 kilowatt is a rough estimation. So that's how I was was just while talking, I realized that's how the calculation is done. So that's how you arrive at that figure of 2000 kilowatts for a year. And uh, that's what you need to uh, check when you check your bill, because the bill will give you an estimate about uh, based on your current consumption, how much electricity you are supposed to, will you use in the future or in that particular year. And that will give you a good idea about how much capacity you need. Now, the thing is, Uh, once you install the solar panel you cannot keep on adding panel so the only thing you can do is increase the capacity of your battery that's easy rather than installing solar panels
0: I was literally just about to ask you this that okay uh, my consumption is not very much now but in future it might become so why don't I just install as much as I need uh, now and then I'll extend it. Is that not possible? And then you just said that it's not. Why is that? So so
1: basically, when you install, you will look at how many people are currently living in the house and how many people are planning to live in the house for the next 20 or 30 years. That's the lifespan of one solar panel before you try to get it replaced. So suppose uh, you are three people uh, on average and you have guests. So based on the electric electric consumption, it would say that, okay, your needs are currently 2000 kilowatt but your needs can exceed to say 3000 kilowatts and 3000 kilowatts is a thousand kilowatt is a lot extra right so you estimate based on that so you add say a bit more on the usage so if you have 2000 you add say 2500 or you say add 3000 and then you say that okay beyond that you will not use it but suppose you and bear in mind when you install a solar panel you have to make sure that you are not redoing the house If you redo the house, you break the house, you do an extension, it changes the whole dynamics because suddenly your consumptions will change. So then you'll have to uh, take off the, maybe change the roofing, etc. So you have to be 100% sure that once you install the solar panel, you're not going to make any changes to your house. Because if you do, then you have to get rid of the solar panel or maybe reinstall it again. So that's uh, again a cost. So you don't want to do spend that money unnecessarily so if you are in a house and you are happy with what you have and you're not planning to extend it break it or uh, modify it maybe supposed as rinath mentioned he wants to add underfloor heating underfloor heating he said hot water hot water can be used using gas but suppose you want to elect, uh, electrify it then uh, then your suddenly consumption will go much higher so you have to bear that all that uh, you have to bear all that in mind and based on that you put an estimate once you put that estimate the solar panels are fixed because you don't want to again go to the top of the roof then add additional cab- cabling But the best is just store the energy in a battery and then use that if you're generating. So that's that's the standard. But this is what I've been told by the guy who gave me a quote. Um, I'm sure there might be better solutions, but this is from my experience and I'm talking based on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, solar panel, uh, there are so many use cases for solar panels. And, you know, one of the main is, is the domestic one where individuals put it on, on the roof. But there are industrial. Uh, use case as well. I think Elon Musk is sort of putting a massive like a, a field of solar panels and I've seen this happen in China as well. So what uh, what else, what other ways are solar panels uh, used, Amit? So solar panels can be used
1: to power uh, uh, power plants. So if, if you have a large enough area, uh, solar panels can be used for heating purposes. So you can heat water and you can generate steam, etc. So solar panels aren't on- Earth are used for various purposes apart from domestic use. But there is another interesting application which uh, I think uh, people might be already aware but it's uh, useful to know is uh, satellites. So when we send something in space, outer space, um, we send it via rocket and rockets are quite heavy because the majority of the rocket weight is fuel. Now you cannot send all the fuel for a satellite in space because the fuel will eventually run out and you cannot send such a heavy-fueled vehicle in space because then that's additional weight. So the alternate source of energy is normally a solar panel. If you know that you are going to be close to the Sun, say orbiting the planet Earth or orbiting some other planet, then, a solar panel is quite useful. Recently, NASA sent a satellite called the James Webb Space Telescope and it's uh, located at a Lagrange point. We'll cover that sometime uh, maybe later. But it's basically a point at which the object is always at the same position in relative to the location of Earth and Sun. So even if the Earth and Sun moves, it's always at the same position in relation to Earth and Sun. But The interesting bit is that it uses a solar panel like many other satellites and that is a very useful application because if you want to power something Uh, In space, or say, the satellites that were dropped in, uh, not the satellites, but the rovers that were dropped in Mars, they're also powered by solar panels. If you've seen the movie Martian, uh, the guy, the main actor, he spends a lot of time in cleaning the solar panels so that he can send a message back to Earth so that they can rescue him. Solar panels are quite useful and in space especially because we have not yet come up with a solution or an energy source that is compact, lightweight and can last a lot of years. I mean, there is a nuclear solution, but you'll have to carry a nuclear material into space uh, in the form of a nuclear engine or something. But solar panels are quite effective. Once you open it and then once you start charging your battery, you can then use it to power anything.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, that is such a vital use case. I mean, to be honest, this whole chapter of human advancement of space technology, space exploration wouldn't happen if we didn't have solar panels. That's actually, yeah, come to think about it, it's like so important. And um, yeah, as you mentioned, like, you know, all the satellites around Earth and all the the probes and rovers we send to different planets and moon and Mars, You know, all of them are powered and will be powered for years to come, um, by solar panel because that's the only viable way of energy harnessing that we know that works everywhere because light, um, is everywhere. You know, even though, even if they don't have wind or anything else, we could still rely on this in, in, in deep, vacate vacate space of space. So yeah, that is that is a really interesting and very vital use case. And this, this reminds me, I mean, obviously, um, obviously you mentioned Martian, but you the the space movies that I grew up watching over there, you know, the, always the all the scale spacecrafts were like this these really cool looking, you know, like you know, you, you see them and you think that okay they can Go very fast and that kind of fast-looking design, but when I saw the first actual, um, you know, satellite, I saw what are these winged uh, objects that, and they don't look cool at all. But those wings are the solar panels, and those wings are what's making it possible. And you know, it's interesting to think that you know when you know if if you think of spacecraft, a really high-speed one, you, you feel like it, it should look fast, but all the, all of our in, intuitions about what fast looking things should look like is built upon like cars or trains, you know, like a sharper front. But that's because of wind in, in, inside Earth. But in space, there is no friction of, of any of these materials. So, um, in space, you know, satellites can be as fast as they want to be as long as they have energy and. Uh, and satellites are, are, uh, sorry, the solar panels are what's giving them that energy. So, uh, yeah, no matter how uncool it may look, um although, you know, I, I would probably argue now that it looks very cool <laughs> with the solar panels. Uh, but yeah, uh, those are the ones that are the, the, the solar panels in, in, in spacecrafts. And, uh, yeah, it's very, very vital indeed. Thanks for uh, bringing this up, Amit.
1: And um, I'm, I'm guessing that the solar panel that we are currently using on planet Earth is actually because of the solar panel uh, research that we have done for satellites. Because, I mean, a lot of times people ask questions about, okay, what is the space research got to do? Why can't we spend that money on reducing poverty on planet Earth? But they don't realize that when we try to solve such problems in space, we can actually commercialize and use it for planet Earth. I'm guessing that because of the first satellites that were sent to space that had to be powered using sunlight that there was a lot of research done and that was then later adapted to use on earth. But of course, it was quite expensive that time, but slowly the cost has come down because the demand has increased. But yeah, it's actually a very vital use case, which a lot of people don't think about.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: There's one more thing, Rina, that I want to mention, and that's the return on investment. So five to seven years is all depending upon the cost of the material and the cost of the installation. And depending upon what type of material you get, the return on investment, uh, you can maybe recover that money much sooner or maybe much later. And uh, that's also based on the consumption. So I think you have to bear that in mind, like, and how much are you using and what's the rate of energy? So the the other thing is, if it is cheaper to buy from the grid and you pay, say, 50 pounds per month on electricity or say you pay 600 pounds a year on electricity, then if you multiply it by 10 years, that's 6,000 pounds, right? So now, if if you consider that the cost, the unit rate doesn't increase, right? Say it increases, so you pay 10,000 pounds. But if a solar panel cost you 15,000 pounds then what is cheaper is it cheaper to buy from the grid or is it cheaper to install it so it all depends on the unit rate of electricity of course the unit rate will go high and because we and there might be power cuts so considering all that you can think of getting a solar panel but it's always good to know what's the unit rate because based on the unit rate you will decide whether you your investment is worth the money right now as on date so you have to think about that as well so i just wanted to cover that before we finished
0: yes no absolutely that is a good insight and uh, yeah that, that that is that definitely should be a part of any decision making process but yeah i mean it's always good to you know do that research and calculation and find out whether it's worth it so yeah definitely um a, a good piece of advice. There. This is really good information, even, you know, just uh, for, for for a personal level to make decisions, uh, you know, this kind of investment decisions uh, for every individual. So, yeah, thank you very much, Amit, for uh, going through this with, with us in such detail. Uh, it certainly helped me and hopefully helped the audience uh, making their decision and learning about solar panels and the potential um, for it. So, uh, definitely, would urge the audience to look into it more and uh, potentially do consider um, consider. I mean, if it's a, if the return on investment is five to seven years, then even if you're not sure about whether you're going to redo the house or not, uh, but you know, you, you might actually not redo the house in five years. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there is there is many there are many parameters to think about, but I think overall, it's it's a definite positive um, whenever you have that opportunity Uh, you could suit your needs you you know for your bespoke tailored solution but a solution it it is nonetheless so uh, yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed this talk and if you have any questions or if you'd like to join us for as a guest or uh, if you'd like us to cover any topic do feel free to reach out our contact details are below any platform that you're listening to us in and uh, yeah we look forward to hearing from you And yeah, again, uh, audience, uh, do feel free to reach out for any reason that you can think of. And um, yeah, thank you for listening to us today. And uh, we hope to see you again next week.
1: Thank you so much, guys. Take care. Bye.
0: Bye.